0: some of the hardest things in my life, I now know to be blessings. The people who've come into my life, I've always kind of known that they were blessings, that there was something to be taught, something to teach, not only be taught, but something to teach and mm-hmm. to share. It is is—it um, is profound. I'm still very much at the, at the beginning of what I consider to be a spiritual rebirth. And I, I take this very, very serious. I feel like honored to have been allowed to experience what I've experienced.
1: And I'm honored to be sharing this time and conversation with you today, my listeners. Well, I'm Eric, you're you, and together we are the Michael Meditations, 7 Chronicles, along with our wonderful guest, Robert. This is an amazing conversation. I'd call it an experience that I'm sharing with you today. Uh, it is Full of just beautifully articulated wisdom and reflection of the experience. Uh, It's worth a couple listens, I think, honestly. I've given it a few myself here, and man, I just keep pulling out little nuggets of gold. It took me a while to get this conversation edited and up. We actually recorded it in December of 2019, but we jump right into it. Robert and I. Uh, had a connection, and I think that's pretty obvious through the conversation. And after listening to this conversation a couple of times myself, man, I, I feel that I feel him in my heart yet again. I feel the warmth of Robert. He, he's a very open character. Uh, makes it really easy to talk about tough topics. In this podcast, we talk about his upcoming divorce, uh, his thirty years of fatherhood, the the miss scheduling and miss education around psychedelics. The, this kind of glorification and misuse of alcohol, uh, what Robert calls depression in a bottle. Uh, (laughs) I think that's a, a phrase that I've been carrying with me since this conversation in December. And while we talk a lot about safety, Robert talks about how in the peak of his trip, he said the waves of the ocean were coming over him. Please rest assured, he only felt as if they were. He was safely a very significant distance away from the sea, and under our care. You may actually hear the waves crashing behind me. Uh, This is my living room studio. (laughs) It's not a sound effect, folks. They're right there. So, uh, in the midst of a peak mushroom trip, (laughs) it can sound like they're right on top of you. But those mushroom waves, they had Robert pinned to the ground, let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) Good stuff, though. Good stuff. He came out. So much better for it. You know what else is good, or great actually, is that the Oregon Psilocybin Therapy Initiative got enough signatures for their measure to be put on the ballot. You might be hearing lots of bad news out there, folks, but if you're not paying attention, you might miss the good news too. Uh, So a vote on this, a vote yes, rather, on this bill allows for the manufacture, delivery, administration of psilocybin at supervised licensed facilities and imposes t- a two-year development period. So that's just the statement that it has there on the ballot when people go out and do their voting this fall. Uh, and I, am, I, I could not be more ecstatic about this because this measure specifies a lot. I really, really appreciate the two-year development period because there's going to be a lot of training and prep needed. This It's just such a responsible step. I think it's going to go well. Big up, Tom and Sherry. Congratulations. You've done so much work out there. Can't give you enough props. The last thing that I want to say before we get into this episode is that when you hear Robert talking so passionately about helping these therapies become more accessible to folks who can not yet afford them, please remember Pledge. Pledge is a nonprofit that grants psilocybin scholarships to applicants from disenfranchised populations and frontline civil servants. I founded this nonprofit knowing that bringing psilocybin to the everyday people is truly how this medicine can heal the world. We'll, we heal our healers first, right? And that's what Pledge is really about. Pledge serves our sisters and brothers who actually put their lives on the line, either by protecting their communities through any number of services, nurses, police, any civil servant, or just by living in their communities as minorities. There are indeed people whose lives are at risk because of the color of their skin still in 2020. It's hard to believe, I know, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that a mushroom can land you in prison. just saw today that a police officer in the United States was arrested for psilocybin mushrooms. Let's turn this tide, folks. By the way, I founded Pledge, but I don't take a salary or any benefits from Pledge, other than the reward of doing the good work. And while Pledge currently is only partnered with Michael Meditations in the awarding of scholarship recipients, uh, recipients rather, um, we've we've Pledge has sent two scholarship recipients to Michael Meditations thus far. Pledge really wants to work with responsible psilocybin facilities, legal responsible civil 7 facilities all around this world. Uh, so if you are a potential partner or if you are interested in donating to this 501c3, it, it is a U.S. charitable organization, uh, either with money or time. Please visit pledge.org. That's P-L-E-D-G dot O-R-G. Reach out to Clinton. Pledge was about to announce its fourth and fifth psychedelic scholarships to a fireman and a nurse just before COVID hit, but... Have faith, folks. There are more good works to be done, and those two great people will be getting their time with the mushroom. Last thing, let me say, please stick this one out all the way through. Come back to it. It is worth a couple of listens for real, particularly the inspirational call to unity and healing that Robert makes at the end. This is a reminder that we all need, and it's well worth waiting for. So please join me in welcoming Robert to Michael, Meditation, Psilocybin Chronicles. Robert, welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles. Thrilled to be here. Uh, uh, just remembered that you are my father's namesake, as I told you earlier in the week, and uh, Jerome here as well is my father's middle name. Huh. And uh, I haven't even, until we just met eyes right there, it's just kind of connected, and how you have been an amazing, um, an amazing example of a father to me this
0: week. I I can't thank you enough for that. It really, of all of the titles we have going through this life. It's probably the proudest title I've ever had.
1: And that's obvious. It's, it's so obvious how much you love your children. That is an inspiration all around you. So thank you. Amazing blessing. Thank you. So, uh, I don't. Uh, t- who would it be Robert? Would it would it be your kids? If you gave this thought, who would? If you could eat psilocybin mushrooms with anybody, who would that be? And why? So
0: I've thought about it, and I think I think there'd be two people I would choose to partake in psilocybin with. Number one, interestingly, I'm as you know I'm going through a divorce that's only about a month old, mm-hmm. and I'm divorcing a woman who I actually really love. And I feel like I've seen things, I've learned things, I've felt things that my honey could benefit from and would change her life. Mm. And I love her enough to want that for her, if not for us. And so uh, she would be choice number one uh, to show her some of the things that I've seen and I'm hoping that it, when her time is right, the mushrooms will call to her and help her see some of what I've seen. The second person I'd love to do psilocybin with would, would be one of my musical heroes and sort of one of my guides, and that being George Harrison. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I've been a beetle nut pretty much my whole life, but it has the volume of that has picked up over the last 15, 20 years, to the point where I've really come to study the Beatles, study their lives, study their lyrics, um, and really tried to listen to and understand what I felt to be a message from them, especially George Harrison, and uh, just to me, uh, sort of an unworld, otherworldly other human being who uh, I'd love to have along for the ride. Something like what I had, just a Give him a hug and thank him for helping me when I didn't know what I was walking towards. For in in a sort of mystical kind of way, encouraging me to keep mm. walking even though mm. I didn't know where I was walking to. That what was that sense? message? What was it? Keep going. Just keep walking. Mm. Um, you're asking the right questions. You're mm. feeling the right emotions. You're the struggles you're feeling. You're okay. Uh, and trust your intuition, trust these things that my left brain has always sort of, um, tried to trick me to not listen to, and I just blessed from the time I was really young to listen to my childhood intuition, listen to my teenage intuition, um, work hard to, uh, sort of turn the volume down on those 20-something-year-old intuitions, (laughs) um, uh, and to, and to really pay attention, and be aware of the signs. And even though most of my life, I wasn't ready to understand what those signs were, uh, to sort of make a note of it, a mental note, mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. And this experience has helped to unlock a lot of those mysteries for me, and made me aware that there are a million more mysteries that will make themselves Known to me when the time is right,
1: hmm, hmm. oh you touched on some 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 deep stuff there. I don't know if you want to go there I mean, I don't know man I really want to, i I want to make this podcast like really as authentic and the the first question that I had that came to my mind when you said wanted to share this with your becoming ex is do you feel like you've had do you feel like this experience has somehow I don't know, affected your perception or your understanding of that relationship, or c- as much as you're willing to talk about that, I would love to hear.
0: I'm ha- the short answer is I'm absolutely positively not only willing to share, but uh, I'd like to share. Um, I guess my first answer is the experience has opened my heart in a way that I wasn't aware was even possible, and... Uh, so it's really recast. You know, I'm only a month into being separated, hmm. and as you can imagine, and I'm the one who filed, and so you can you can mm-hmm. imagine uh, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, anger, uh, disillusionment on both sides. But uh, I feel like maybe I came to the point where I, I knew our paths needed to diverge before my honey. This experience has helped even more than before, far more th- than before, really understand uh, where, uh, where she's coming from in terms of what knowledge she has and her pains and her trauma growing mm-hmm. up and some of the just fundamental differences between us uh, to understand that uh, there are fundamental differences I wanna go about this process with an open heart. I wanna do everything I can to make her feel safe, to know, for her to know that I love her deeply. I'll always love her deeply. And you never know what's gonna happen in the future. And, and that's okay. Mm. It's okay not to have all the answers. Um, while at the same time, um, knowing that I need to go with my heart and follow my path and I had hoped that that path would be for two people and I had hoped that my honey would be my partner during this journey and um, it's scary. It's very, very scary, the, the idea of um, going on this journey without her and alone and trusting. Uh, but that, that journey has led me right here and so the affirmation I've received Uh, this week here in Jamaica uh, was so important for me you know Robert you are exactly where you're supposed to be all of the work you've done to get here Hmm. um, which was a critical component to sort of qualifying as I call it qualifying and being ready for this experience Um, I love my honey I wouldn't have been ready for this a few years ago I don't think my honey is ready for this experience right now but boy Uh, I would love to share the experience with her when she's ready, and I won't even say if, as far-fetched as that seems, given her personality, (laughs) when she's ready. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But it's a a very hard thing. We all, I'm not the only one who's had suffering. I'm not the only one who's had hard times. But the interesting, you know, so much about this experience is interesting, but one of the uh, interesting takeaways for me is how that suffering led me to the greatest glory that I've ever felt in my life. Mm. And as you heard me say, Eric, <laughs> this week, I'm a big believer that, you know, if you're sitting down eating the best soup you've ever had in your life, and somebody says, well, if you change an ingredient, wh- what might you change? I like the soup the way it is, mm. so I wouldn't change <laughs> a thing. <laughs> H- how do you pick and choose? So I, I don't understand regret. I never really did, but now I really don't. Um, some of the hardest things in my life I now know to be blessings. Mm, yes. Um, the people who've come into my lives, uh, I've always kind of known that they were blessings, that there was something to be taught, something to teach, not only be taught, but something to teach and to mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, um, it is profound. I'm still very much at the, at the beginning of what I consider to be a spiritual rebirth, Uh, And I I take this very, very serious. I feel like honored to have been allowed to experience what I've experienced on a cellular level. And it is very much a calling that I take serious. And so to go forth and to do as much good in this world as I can and to help continue to change lives and, and to sort of listen to the wind and listen to my heart and listen to that that power that uh, that I really came to know during this week uh, is an awesome responsibility, but I feel like it would not have been bestowed upon me unless mm-hmm. the universe knew that I was ready you for it. You are ready,
1: sir. Right. Yes. Yes. Wow, that was powerful. Um, I think it, it, it takes me to Uh, the trips that Courtney and I have had together uh, to my second marriage that I thought psilocybin could have saved um, I still think that's very possible
0: Um, and um, I never say never I I, you know (coughs) boy have I grown up I have a very very strong ego I'm a left-brainer I was brought up by highly educated left-brainers as I think of them (laughs) no religion which in my case was a true blessing because, uh, not to judge, but I've, I felt um, it's a hard thing when you're taught from the time you're born, this is the way it is, and this is the only way it is, and so many r- people are taught not only is this the way it is, but you're bad, and that's mm-hmm. the yeah oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that and, one, and yeah. And uh, that just never felt right. I, you know I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a given religious service and thought, why aren't they singing? why aren't they praising? I mean, you know, why do I feel like I'm, I'm at a funeral? And, and, obi- <laughs> and oh, by the way, why is that sad? I, I thought everybody should, right. <laughs> should believe that that's the best part of life. Your best stuff's coming, buddy. Right, Yay! Right. So, um, so it's, it's just, uh, I don't think I've ever had as many uh, oversized goosebump experience in my life. I, I just, I marvel. I, I, I just look at things now in a, in a different way. I'm not, I'm not. you know, we're still human, so there's still incredible there's mysteries that we're supposed to carry on, and uh, I have a dear, dear, dear friend at home who's pretty much a priest. Technically, he's a Marist brother, but he might as well be a priest. So sharing this experience with him has been cathartic, and I, I asked him this morning, Brother Rini, I have a million questions. And uh, in his very knowing way, just said, Robert, you will have your answers in time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I believe that that's true. When the time is right, timing, timing, timing. As I learned in business, timing, timing, timing. Maybe more important than anything. But I am on a journey. I have set sail. Uh, I feel like most people feel compelled to stay in their safe boat within the harbor. And even though they're not entirely happy, and I felt a calling, uh, as hard as it was, to get my ship out of the harbor, into the open ocean, cast the, the maps and, and the compasses out of the boat, and just trust that I had a partner in the universe. And I needed to take that first step. And for me, that first step uh, was deciding to come to Jamaica. And I decided to come to Jamaica months ago. Um and made the gut wrenching decision to end my marriage after I made that decision. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what'll happen here, there, or anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. but I'm open. Uh, I'm you're on the right track. I think so. I think so. And I continue to continue to ask people who've come through this process, sort of. This is what I'm feeling, right? This is real. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm feeling is genuine. This, uh, and so far, um, I don't know that I. Other than maybe becoming a dad, I don't know that I've ever had such a real, genuine uh, feeling of, of um, the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That does seem to be what we encounter
0: frequently in this space. What What an experience, and what what a week with just the group of people, you know, it's almost, we self-select, don't we? Hmm. We self-select by being courageous, by, you know, taking this big leap of self-enlightenment and overcoming our individual drama or our individual trauma and drama and difficulties and self-doubt and self-loathing and that inner child. And we all sort of find each other almost like a a classroom of preschoolers <laughs> 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 with a lot of darkness and pain versus mm-hmm. the preschoolers who just want to play. Mm-hmm. And we're all wanting to get back to that, playroom, mm-hmm. that, that playground again and just play and just love each other and know, relearn what we knew then.
1: That so beautifully sums it up. It really does. And, I'm, b- I like, you know, what is psilocybin? What does it do? What are, you know, there's all the stuff around it. And, like, that's just such a beautiful and maybe most important thing that it does is it just puts us back in touch with that original self. You you seem like such an authentic person from go here and you know all of the personal work that you've done over the years to get you to this point is in large part behind that. You know, you're probably 15 14 years old somewhere and you heard talk about these mushrooms that made you see stuff.
0: Yeah. So I was um a prep school kid and uh-huh. so uh, psychedelics are pretty prevalent, or at least they were okay. in the 80s yeah. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a deadhead, but I had a lot of friends who were deadheads, and it was a common thing you know, to hear about uh, LSD and psychedelics and mushrooms. And for me, you know, as somebody who dabbled in cannabis, some, did some drinking, uh, never felt a calling to, uh, to take psychedelics uh, earlier and I I think there was definitely fear as well. Over the years, especially over the last, I'd say, 15, 20 years, I felt a calling to learn about these substances from a scientific standpoint and to learn, you know, hey, wait, weren't they all Harvard PhDs Mm. who were sanctioned by the government to Mm -hmm. study these things as amazing possible amazing therapeutic uh, mm-hmm. answers for mm-hmm. some of the, the, the major maladies of the day, what was that all about? And, you know, I, I studied politics in, in school, so I, I've always been interested sort of in the interplay between um, the political times and uh, what was happening, whether it be in religion or, or, um, or science, mm-hmm. and how one affects the other. And again, if the timing, if the stars aren't aligned, so to speak, um, uh, bad things can happen and have happened. Mm-hmm. And so, was interested to to learn, uh, you know, how the government shut down not just the uh, sanctioned study of these medicines, but just altogether. Yeah. Just, just, uh, hey, let's just make it Schedule One and start throwing people in jail, and and let's just let people die. Mm-hmm. Um, Or go crazy, or Mm -hmm. or suffer from anxiety, or be addicted to pharmaceuticals. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, Um, or
1: self-medicating with alcohol.
0: So, so that's that's exactly right. And it's always been obvious to me that um, although I'm 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 very much a believer in um, people ought to be able to do pretty much anything they want to do so long as it's not hurting anybody else. What what we learned in school was called victimless crime. Mm. Um, But boy. I've seen so much harm come from alcohol. Oh, I, my God. I have just seen, and we all have. I mean, who hasn't? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just self-harm, but societal harm, um, abuse, people who turn into something that, um, that when they're not drinking is not them. And we all know, if, if we're honest, that it's just depression in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, it's everywhere. It's everywhere everywhere and it's it's glorified from what an age
1: 21 nothing
0: it is glorified Mm -hmm. um and so i had experience with cannabis and i remember thinking (coughs) why would this substance be (laughs) illegal when the worst thing that i'm ever aware of any of me and my friends doing while we're stoned is maybe eating too Mm -hmm. many doritos or too many hot dogs or laughing too much but i don't remember anybody ever um getting diagnosed with mm-hmm. liver cirrhosis or beating up their wife or no it's a gra- it's a friend. gateway
1: to greater awareness is right. what it is right. It, it g- cannabis leads you to the other plant-based medicines um, and I don't I don't propose that there was some grand conspiracy I think humans are just kind of geared towards convenience and laziness and alcohol is just kind of what we've known and we have this us versus them and I think it, there's
0: a fair amount of fear involved too tons I think um, you know I read something recently that sort of boils down human existence to love or fear and I think so much of uh, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what um, what happens is there's fear uh, there's been fear in religions there's been fear in political systems there's been fear um, in majorities that have sought to uh, affect their will mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. minorities and And so I think at the end of the day, it's ignorance, it's fear, and um, I hope one of the uh, enduring legacies of, for example, legalization of cannabis and hopefully the legalization of uh, controlled uh, substances such as psilocybin will be a day of reckoning. You know, Mm. let's never go back there. Oh, man. What do we need to do to never, ever, ever allow as as, as a species ever to go back to the point where we are— Actively withholding something that we know can save people's lives and and um, and save not only and withholding
1: it, imprisoning people for its possession.
0: Correct, correct. What I it, speechless. Well, I've learned patience. I'll tell you, uh, and I'm not a very patient <sighs> mm-hmm. man, but uh, um, and again, as I've said, and I do believe it, everything happens when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So I have to believe. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. therefore. Uh, that there is no coincidence. This has been for a reason, although I certainly can't understand it, uh, but I, I have faith that there is a reason why we're just coming to this point now. Um, you know, I'm 50 years old, and I'm just having this breakthrough. Hmm. Um, it would have been nice at 25 when mm-hmm, I was depressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It uh, It would have been nice when I went to bed depressed, and I woke up depressed, and I felt alone in this world, and I felt like I had... Been forgotten mm-hmm. by that that oh. spirit I talked to as a child. Mm-hmm. It would have been real nice. It yeah. would have been nice when I went through uh, the financial turmoil I went through um, in my 30s. It, it would have been nice knowing when I was in that cave and I just kept going despite years of cave-ins and I couldn't see any light. It would have been great, but now I know it wasn't it wasn't meant to be at that time. Mm-hmm. It's hard if you haven't had this experience to understand. Yeah, that. yeah. But yeah. it is, all I know it is, that's my truth.
1: And I think it's also important to point out to people uh, who are maybe listening that have no experience with psilocybin, and maybe they really want to, and there is a, a growing, growing demand because more experiences like yours are being had that are sharing the value of this medicine, enormous value. Um, and that is to, to be patient and know that the time when the time is right, um, to... Not put yourself in legal danger uh because that's still very very real um and I think we have to be extra careful as we get more excited about this as a society and we recognize and it's it, we were trying to we did we struggled to to uh define you know what is righteous the other day but what the 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 righteousness or the righteous ability for us to have these plants in our possession is this is of the earth. Um, it does us all good and no harm. Uh, so, yeah. <coughs> it's
0: I also think that um, I can't impress upon the listeners enough just how important set and setting genuinely are. Totally. Um, and this is from somebody who never was a user of psychedelics in the past. Um, I just can't impress upon everybody how important it is Number one, to be, I would say, in a group setting, um, and, and this, this is not meant to be a plug for Eric and Eric's group, but I genuinely, in my heart, cannot think of a better modality, uh, methodology, than to, number one, need to be accepted into the program, number two, to go to truly a, a Garden of Eden uh, physical location, with all of the beauty of nature, uh, number three, with the most caring, thoughtful, knowledgeable um, humans who have deep, deep knowledge about this medication, and to be surrounded by fellow humans who have reached this point all on their own and bring their own trials and tribulations. Um, and 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 even the schedule has been helpful, just, you know, meeting one another to see, the genesis of this from day one where we all sit, we all share, we all crack open a little bit. We all hopefully crack open a little bit more as we feel safe <laughs> and um, and to, and to feel so much pain, so much anguish, so much deep, deep rooted trauma and to slowly over the course of days, man, days, to see the sun start to shine, to see these deep-rooted infections start to feel energy and and, and get some flow going, it's just mm. undeniable. And again, there's, there's a time and a place I, I have benefited over the years from talk therapy. Mm. <coughs> I think talk therapy, if you find a really good talk therapist and you're ready for talk therapy, can be cathartic. I mm. know that some of my hardest closet personal closet openings um have been in talk therapy with wonderful loving therapists but uh to come here to this safe environment and um to jump start that process of um self-actualization uh for me has been just one of the greatest blessings of my life
1: mm, thank you thank you It's uh, so it's been wonderful to see that and to be a part of that um you know of course you know the setting, huge, huge, huge impact. Uh, uh, the legality, again, is so crucial, though, in us be able to have this setting that we have, the group context, freely speaking, to be open about what we're doing. Um, so, you know, this openness is so important. Critically important. Something that you have really, really exhibited a great deal this week. Uh, I also think
0: it's dangerous when you think of people at home thinking about this, listening to us, thinking, well, I don't need to go to Jamaica. Very, very, very dangerous because it's such a powerful medication. You'd never think to take certain medications that if given by the right practitioners with the right dosage um, haven't been diagnosed with, um, you know, properly, um, you'd never think about just going home and just swallowing a bunch of this or or injecting a bunch of that. To me, it's, it's no different. It's just, we call it, this and the government calls it that but Mm. they're all they're all drugs they're all medications they're all molecules that have
1: that have distinct effects and if you do not have a lot of experience with this extremely variable medicine it can go off the rails so talk about yesterday because i think i think that alone uh will show the uh, potential for this to need real situation management right
0: right sure so We have an opportunity to dose three times here in Jamaica. Uh, And so we started the first dose uh, day two of our experience. Um, The number that was chosen and I chose for me was three grams of um, psilocybin. And um, I should probably say, you know, I, I, I had read enough to know you really are wise to set an intention and to know why you're here and and sort of what you're looking to get out of it and my intention was to have a mystical experience I wanted to be seen by the universe I wanted what I've read so often about near death experiences where uh, you have undeniable proof that you are one with this world in which we live Mm -hmm. and then I had had some other uh, uh, hopes as well you know hey what am I going to be doing when I get home you know what's my journey Wh- what's my next passion what's my next purpose uh, well I came out of that first experience you know it took probably less than an hour for me to get the real answer I needed which was Robert you're exactly where you are where you're supposed to be uh, let me be the first to affirm you affirm your path everything has led you to this point and now laugh and smile and be <laughs> happy and spread that laughter and feel the joy and, and maybe some of the absurdity of, of the pressure we put on, a, on ourselves. The second dose uh, was pretty similar to the first. I took five grams and, um, you know, if anything, it was maybe a little bit less, uh, a little weaker feeling um, or in non-psilocybin terms, um, I was there in my body for the experience more on dose two than I was dose one Mm -hmm. uh, or you know so the ego that I largely came down here to turn off or put down was very much there so my my gut was telling me maybe not to even do the third dose Uh, I haven't had the mystical experience but I certainly have had what I thought was enough and uh, I did commit to being open and transparent in this process and so I was and I brought that up in uh, grouping integration and um, both you Eric and Justin and others really encouraged me to uh, consider that the mystical experience the the true letting go of ego um, was still possible and um, you came down here for that why wouldn't you take full advantage of this and so I trusted you and I trusted the process and so. Um, together together working with you and others, decided that the right dose, and magically this number sort of came to me, was a dose of 15 grams, of which 10 would be uh, capsules, and five would be dried mushroom. And um, my goodness, uh, <laughs> describing this experience uh, reminds me of something I read somewhere about sort of the caveman who's popped out of the cave and put on fifth avenue (laughs) right (laughs) and looks up and sees the skyscrapers and sees the subway and sees the jets and sees the phones and and then pops back into the cave and they say so what'd you see um it truly truly is um something that is very difficult uh to to put into mere words but but i'll try uh know, I've always loved the music of Cat Stevens. And uh, interestingly, from the time I was very young, I felt called by the music of Cat Stevens. And this morning, the day after this uh, final dosing session, I found myself going back to the beachfront where I feel like I genuinely was reborn. And by myself, and I played the song morning Has broken and the words all of a sudden just made sense Um, it was a combination getting into sort of the details it was a combination of one of the hardest experiences I've ever had meaning um, I was not in control of my thoughts or my body Uh, I felt the energies of the earth in a completely natural, normal way. So it wasn't, that guy's just tripping. Uh, I felt like I was brought to the third stage of a quote trip, Uh, a place that I would not have been able to get to hadn't it been for my 50 years of work Mm. and then dosing one and dosing two. And I felt, I would say, one one trillionth of one, one trillionth of the power and the glory of whatever word you want to use, Yahweh, Gaia, God, whatever it is, that energy, um, man, uh, and it was hard. It didn't happen in the beginning. Uh, it, it, um, this energy took me out of my chair put me on the ground, it put me in the sand, it put me face down in the sand, the waves uh, came over me, the waves I was hearing in the ocean came over me like waves of power from this force, the wind went along with it, I felt like I was on a ship and everybody who was with me for this experience within 20 feet, I felt like we all felt it, like here we go again, here comes another wave, get down on the ground, and I feel like it was the only way to get to the point where I could even begin to understand what one trillionth of one trillionth of that power really is. At the same time, I felt a connection with everybody here at the retreat. I felt a connection with my loving mom at home, who's been wonderful during this process, checking in with me. Uh, and as I said, I really want She's interested in coming down. <laughs> um I felt a connection with some of my guides, uh, and I felt a very peculiar connection with um, one of our fellow psychonauts who was struggling, was clearly struggling. And so there was, there was a force that got me out of that sand, I'd say a dozen times during this five-hour process where the warrior inside me, the warrior that I've always been, put me next to my friend together with a facilitator And just reminded him to breathe just breathe just breathe dude you got this you got this I've always been there for you I will always be there for you you've got this let it go and when I knew he was okay the force brought me back over to my spot on the beach and down I went and At one point I looked up at the sky and it was a download it was just a it was an utter beautiful powerful download and um, in a flash for me it happened and um, had I heard this podcast had I heard these words anytime before that moment I don't know that I would be capable of even understanding it which is why it's so hard to even talk about it. And I certainly am not trying to change anybody's mind or trying to Mm. prophesize or... um, Just
1: sharing an experience.
0: Just Exactly. And from that moment, my world was changed. I understood as much as I was given to understand. Mm. And I understood that I'm not supposed to understand everything, but to be given that powerful affirmation that there is something, and there is a reason, and we all are part of it. Hmm. Now breathe, because Hmm. if if you're not sort of short of breath, then you might not get it. Uh, And today, sort of the day after my birthday, my new birthday, <laughs> has been wild. It's just been wild. Um, so many questions, so many, um, I feel a, a very, very uh, profound weight of responsibility now that I have this experience and I have this knowledge um, and I know it's real. I don't believe, I mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with it? And, uh, but again, there's that faith thing. Mm-hmm. I have the faith that I will know when I need to know how, what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that I am now remarkably among the maybe 1% of human beings who get to have such an experience. And I can't expect to just go home to my regular life and think the 99% mm-hmm. will get it. Mm-hmm and so i i didn't feel compelled to convince anybody during my journey of revelations that i've had over the last 50 years just sort of an inner peace that i get it and i've been blessed to get it even if i could (laughs) articulate it i don't know if i could effectively uh maybe pretty good salesman when i want to be but (laughs) uh but now that i have it um what am I going to do with it? How will I, um, interestingly, fulfill that little kid's desire that I had from the youngest of age to change the world for the better? I sort of gave up on that, Eric, at one point. I I, I started thinking, well, maybe I'm just supposed to change the world through my kids because they're killing it. Mm. <laughs> my kids are just so <laughs> wonderful. And, uh, you know, maybe that was why I was put here, was just to. to help raise these beautiful souls and they're the ones who are going to change the world and part of my journey has been listening to them teach me that I need to stay on my path to find my new passion mm. so imagine the pride as a parent of learning such a lesson from the souls that you helped to spawn yeah. uh, you know just um. so there is magic, there is beauty there is love, there is ''re they're, they're, they're these things are real and mm-hmm. um, And so I'm breathing a lot, I'm thinking a lot, I'm writing a lot, um, I'm asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, the kind of glory that I'm feeling is uh, is um, truly a blessing, truly.
1: So how do we take something like what you had happen yesterday, not even what you had happen, like like a session like yesterday? Mm. How do we take something like that and take it back to America? Because this legality thing hopefully is changing, and this, you know, this is not what we want. We don't want to have it. I, I think it's good to get away from your home base and spend some real time away to go into a direct experience like this, but you know, shouldn't have to travel to foreign countries to do so. And so imagining that world where... We could do something similar to yesterday in America. What, what would that look like as it unfolded? Your, you know, as a bi- businessman, and yeah. visionary.
0: The um, the first thing that comes to mind is to continue to do what you're doing, which is to um, uh, work with people like you're working with, who are capable to go back into their communities uh, for this to be organic, for mm. the word to go out. In an organic manner, um, and and not to be sort of in the face of the the, the powers to be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and that's just being able to do more of this. And so, you know, what can we do to facilitate more people who are ready to come and have this safe, profound, uh, life changing experience? because I don't know that you can have this experience and not feel compelled, if not right away, then eventually, to share the experience mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it like a, a good virus. How mm-hmm. do we make this viral? How do we, how do we spread this word?
1: So, that, like, so okay, with that, though, what I'm kind of asking is like, what does the host look like? What do we, what do we, we, how do we present this in our culture?
0: Well, I think I think it's it's um, it's too early right now to consider h- the mechanics of how we do it in the United States because, of course, it's still illegal. It's a mm-hmm. Schedule One drug, mm-hmm. and it's still unfortunately psychedelics very much have um, about as bad of a stigma as you can get. Maybe maybe now this this poison fentanyl has uh, you know taken over surpassed it. Yeah. yeah, but but I do think yeah. I know because being as transparent as I as I yeah, what's well your well, I, I'll tell you, um, there were very l- few people in my life who were open-minded to the to the concept of uh, Robert heading to Jamaica. How many people did you Michigan. tell roughly? I'd say half a dozen, mm-hmm. at least half a dozen. Okay, and um, the sort of reactions ranged from, I'd say the best reaction was my mom's, who just knows me maybe better than anybody, and uh, encouraged it, knows that I've been on the spiritual journey, and. Um, understands enough of what I've been looking for and was able to look at the research that I shared with her Mm -hmm. um, with uh, both a a logical education, science-based eye as a social worker, as Mm -hmm. a licensed social worker, but also this other side that my mom also has. Maybe that's where I get it, uh, which is open-minded to new things that um, we might not be able to prove with a traditional scientific method, um, so so that was the best reaction. Th- the some of the worst reactions were um, almost laughing at me, almost mm-hmm. almost like you're kidding yourself. Y- you know, what do you mean find yourself? Uh, you're right here um, taking psychedelic drugs. I don't I don't get it. What are you trying to do? What just because they don't understand that yeah. they, they um, and again. There is fear, uh-huh. and age has a lot to do with it. So, being 50, <coughs> I have friends who are 50, 60, 65, and you know the the, um, the government did a pretty effective job mm-hmm. at stigmatizing mm-hmm. these psychedelics. I I think we're now ready. I think um, I am thankful that you know the government. I believe in the 90s uh, there were there were some sources of wisdom that saw that, hey, maybe we should allow some limited testing of these molecules. I'm thankful for that, I'm thankful for the scientists at these quote, reputable institutions for not screwing it up for another 30 years by truly yeah. doing what They've they have gone they about it properly, to, right?
1: yeah. They really have slow, I mean, it, may, yeah.
0: it may not be as fast as the rest of mm-hmm. us want, but it, there seems to really be some momentum. I've been thrilled to see mm-hmm. on the mainstream, you know, yeah. 60 minutes all about psilocybin, what?
1: Well, let me just say that for the government agencies, if they are listening, we are, Michael Meditations intends to be no threat. We hope to be a model of what can be all over this world. Because, you know, the ocean played into your trip and all the surroundings, the set and setting will always play into your trip. But as long as you are in a beautiful, natural, safe space where you can have you know, things taken care of that need taken care of, clothes that need washing, bathrooms that need going, and all of that with safe, experienced people around you, then this, this is just one of the safest and most powerful uh,
0: medicines. It genuinely is. And um, I, I think it will be important sooner rather than later to have a formal process where we can license people who are working mm-hmm, with people mm-hmm, in such a state. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just go to somebody who says they're good at talk therapy. It's right. kind of important to know that they actually got have got some time take a test. and training yeah, under their that belt, they Yeah. They work with others that. Yeah. And so it's um it's the same with this because I feel yes. if um if everybody just starts doing it, uh there'll be a lot of people who um will do more harm than good. Yes. That and, and that's yeah. what
1: happened in the 60s, right? We right. can't have we right. we just can't let this thing get off the rails again and Correct. It, it can. Correct. We just can't, you know, there's this uh, there's this tendency to say, "Oh, it's time, it's time, it's
0: time," and it's just well slow your roll. just slow your roll, just well, a little bit i think that's a tendency for human nature oh it yeah. is right and oh that's yeah. that's uh you know i i know that so that's a theme of my life come on now <laughs> give me answers. I mean, really? I, I mean, think really? Patience is a
1: virtue, not because we have it in plenty, right? Amen. <laughs>
0: Amen. I mean, all of these—I'll tell you—all of these sayings. Now it's like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. huh. Uh huh. Well, give
1: us a saying. Give us a bumper sticker or a billboard for psilocybin
0: okay. I've thought about this. Uh huh. And um, I, I had a few that I was thinking about, but the one that uh, I kept on coming back to was simple. It's just here when you are ready.
1: Mm, perfect.
0: Uh, I, that, to me, is a theme. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready for it, then don't waste your time. You'll know when you're ready. It is a calling. You know, I haven't thought of that term, but it's true. There is such a thing as a calling. Mm. Um, and it has always been here. It always will be here. Um, but we need to let go. That was a big part of my third session was, um, I finally let go and trusted. And uh, and that's when the mushroom told me what I needed to hear. Um, and so, you know, we see things all the time, like Morning Has Broken by Cat Stevens. Mm. Probably listened to it 10,000 times. Today I listened to it. There is great wisdom that exists in our lives all around us and until we're able to see that wisdom for such, and uh, not just wisdom, but maybe wisdom that's with you for a purpose, a reason, mm. um, but we need to trust that uh, our gut is telling us something that is truth, our heart is telling us, and we got to do a better job at turning the volume down on our egos, and turning the volume up on our spirits and mm-hmm. our hearts, mm-hmm. and we need to be better to ourselves. We need to start reminding ourselves of what we've overcome. We need to we need to remind ourselves of what we have done in our lives—the beauty, the love, the, the sharing, the 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 um, all of the positives. And like anything else, all of a sudden that becomes a habit, and mm-hmm. you, you don't turn that mm-hmm. you don't turn that bad stuff off, but it becomes barely audible, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, and so I, uh, again, not to, not to be a broken record, but I consider this week to be probably the most important week of my life. Um, I'm the last person, people who know me would, uh, be amazed that I'd say that. I do not say what I don't believe with all of my heart. Um, and not only did I have this experience, but unlike some of my other new friends here, I came back remembering most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know I'm blessed to be able to talk about most of how I feel and uh, uh, trust in this process and trust in these people because uh, you know these are these are these are people who are doing this because this is their calling and they are here for you when you are ready and you know I'm hoping personally something we haven't talked about, Eric, but I'm really hoping that you allow me and some others to help facilitate folks who might financially not be able to take a week off from work and, and the investment of this in, 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 in mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a crime to allow people not to have this experience because they're a $1,000 away from making mm-hmm. this experience mm-hmm. happen because not only does this change your life, you, listener, But it's going to change your wife's life. It's going to change your husband's life. Mm. It's going to change your kids' lives. It's going to change your grandparents' lives, your parents' lives, your cousins' lives. Um, I don't know how how more to uh, illustrate just how powerful this week has been than, uh, you know, I'm all in. And and I, I can't thank you and your staff enough for what you went through to keep the hope alive of coming down here of changing people's lives and not giving up when the forces of evil and darkness tried to steer you off of your path and man you just stayed focused and and i'm sure you keep on jibbing and jibing and you know it's it's never a straight line right (laughs) (laughs) it's always a zigzag you know you get that vision you're like oh when you're young it's like (laughs) i just need to go this way you know until you get knocked upside the head by a rock um and some people get up and they keep going some people aren't able to get up, and you did. And um, I just commend you uh, from the bottom of my heart. You and Courtney, and, and all of the all of the staff here, just perfect.
1: Thanks, Robert. You're welcome. Um, it's a ca- it's been a calling. There's not. It's like you wake up and just like that thing moved you on the beach. I feel like I moved around. I feel like we are actually all always moved around by yeah. some greater right. force. Um,
0: I don't feel it. I know, you it. you know, it exactly, I know it.
1: exactly. I know it as well. I see it. Right. Um, and it is, it is, it's miraculous. Mm. Um, so always to be with caution because, you know, again, said and second, you cannot take eight, 10 grams of mushrooms, five grams of mushrooms and walk a busy city street and think that the spirit, the spirit's gonna, you know, I you personally te- you don't, don't this know that thing, that a safe
0: dose by yourself. I, I,
1: well, yeah, I I, I have there are, I have definitely had some beneficial experiences solo, but that takes some real building up too. Uh, so trustworthy people in a very in a safe, natural place. Um, but yeah uh, anyway we can't i'm not going to go into all the best practices right now no but there are uh, experts out there there so are experts don't out do there it all alone don't absolutely think, uh, don't, absolutely don't, don't
0: buy a pound of pot and just smoke it so no speak. Go no. find somebody who's done it before be in a safe place and
1: educate yourself seek out experts as you have exemplified this week and i just really love you talk about your teachers mm. right? you have a lot of teachers and they're mm. not necessarily formal teachers correct i have many as well uh and so Find a teacher, learn from someone, uh, and then put in the time.
0: We're all social. That's the other thing is, uh, I feel as human beings, we we isolate ourselves. And as a society, I think we've gone in the wrong direction in the last fifty years. Even at fifty years old, I remember um, growing up and uh, playing with my neighbors. You know, we had we all had front porches. And there was something nice. There was something natural. Again, that, that child that sort of knows what, what's right. Mm. <coughs> now we build homes without a front porch, with these glorious backyards. <laughs> Walled people, up. Yeah, they, they, they pull into the <laughs> garage. It closes. And the doorbell rings. And you know people look at the video like, who's that? Yeah, so I know. I know. I, I wow. We need each other, man. I'll tell you what. We need each other. We are brothers. We are sisters. And mm. I'm not being all religious. I'm just saying, I know it. I know it. And I think, you know what? I think if everybody looks into their heart and remembers back to being that child they'll know what we're speaking is mm-hmm. real truth mm-hmm. and um, there's human times family yeah there's times where you might need people more than others but at the end of the day um, we are social animals period we don't just like to have people around we need to have uh, mm-hmm. other human beings Absolutely. to see us for us to see them and uh, you know just keep keep walking this path together and when you get tired, you know maybe maybe your friend will carry you and you carry them but just keep walking it and just follow your heart
1: well you have been a wonderful companion on thank this you. journey this week thank Robert you. and on this podcast and uh, this has been fun thank I'm you so, so much you oh, it's, you're, it, this will be great for you to listen back to it will okay, bring so wait. much of this experience back thank and, you in the two months ahead when it takes me to get this up <laughs> <laughs> is that how long it takes uh, yeah it's usually about a month. I heard time. I was going to be on a podcast where the hell is Joe Rogan <laughs>
0: the hell i'm in like a hotel yeah, room here. This yeah thanks is to joe, joe rogan. rogan everybody's got a podcast i know, I know. No, he's great this it's great. all
1: great you've been great Thanks thank so much thank you <laughs> edit it in a month <laughs> two months try seven anyway what more can i say on top of what has already been said in this podcast nothing nothing i hope you've enjoyed it until next time thanks for making this the psilocybin Chronicles.